0: You're the smart, strong, successful woman who has everything but her man. You have a job you love, you've got your own home, you're well read, well traveled, and you've been on the planet long enough to know what you like and what you don't like. And what you like, somewhat predictably, are men who are even more impressive than you are. Taller, smarter, richer, funnier, more charismatic, more driven, a man you could look up to. Now, no one is blaming you for this attraction, but what you may have noticed in your attempts to single-mindedly pursue such men is that 95% of the men out there aren't qualified by these standards. Of the remaining 5%, half of them don't want to date a woman as strong as you. As for the other half, they are attracted to you, but for some reason, the relationship has never seemed to work. I'm sure you've noticed that as well. But does that stop you from going for these type A impressive guys? Of course, it doesn't. You just keep dating more men who are kind of like you, thinking that you're eventually going to find one that fits if you do it long enough. What you don't realize is that dating men like this is the problem itself because they're just like you. In this Love You podcast, I'm going to explain to you how your best bet to have a happy relationship is to change your choice of partner Rather than trying to change your personality, stick around. I'm Evan Marquez, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to learn why it's so hard for successful women to date successful men. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. So, I just got back from dinner last week with a good friend of mine. Her name's Kimmy Seltzer. She runs Elite Image Makeovers and does great jobs giving people style advice and flirting advice. And we have very similar clients, which is why I feel comfortable sending people her way. They're smart, strong, successful women. They're often type A, driven, opinionated, tend to live in their masculine, but they don't want to. Right. This is just their job, right? At work, I got to be the boss, but I don't want to be that way in my relationship. And they dream of having a more masculine guy to be the man in the relationship. And so there's nothing wrong with my clients or there's nothing wrong with this mindset. Uh, The problem is, as I noted in my book, Why He Disappeared. You want a guy who is the president, but you want to have veto power over him. (laughs) And that doesn't coexist that well. He can be a leader as long as you get to make the final call on how he leads. Now, if you want to date a guy who's a leader, you're probably going to have to be somewhat okay with following. But if you're not okay following and by the way, I don't blame you. I'm not a follower myself. But if you're not okay following a guy who's a leader, you should probably just find a guy who's more likely to say, what do you want to do than to be the guy who takes control? Now, again, those are different guys, and that's a challenging paradigm shift. I'll use my marriage, for example. The reason I get to do this job is because I can identify very much with the smart, strong, successful women who turn to me. We are very similar, whether you could recognize that on paper or not. So I dated Type A women, the ones that I was the most attracted to, pretty consistently for 10 years, and it never worked. And I, you know, again, I was writing books, right? I, I I mean, I was on TV. I was a high-profile hypocrite. I was basically giving advice that I wasn't following, and it occurred to me that I was a hypocrite, and then I should probably look in the mirror and learn from the wisdom that I had accumulated, that I learned from other people, Uh, and we're just learning to pay attention to trial and error. So it took a lot of trial and error of me dating the female version of me because that's what I was familiar with, that's what I was attracted to. That eventually led me to my wife, who never fancied herself a girl boss, right? Never, you know. She's a, by nature a pleaser. She's by nature an easygoing person. She's by nature the most likable person in the room. She's not the difficult one. Uh, I have that honor of being the difficult one in the relationship, and there can't be two of us. And so, my wife distinguished herself by the being the coolest, funniest woman. And ever dated and being the only person who ever accepted me fully for who I was. All the other women I dated who were super impressive. Evan, you need to change this and this and this and this. And that eventually became tiresome, right? It was eventually I kept on banging my head against the same wall and I had to do something different to get a different result. So I created Love You after eight years of marriage. And in Love You, about halfway through the course, I created a masculine-feminine energy test. It's a made-up test. It's pseudoscientific. I'm not going to com- I'm not going to uh, pat myself on the back for it, but it's something that that people enjoy. It makes a certain amount of sense. And in my own masculine-feminine test, I'm a 70% masculine guy. All right, the 30% is what allows me to talk to women for a living. The 70% is what allows me to run a successful business and you know, put myself out there. So that balance right, of me being a 70% masculine energy person and my wife being a 30% masculine, right? She's highly competent, but she never wants to be the front man, never wanted to be the boss, never needed the big salary, never needed the acclaim. She's just fundamentally the person who's behind the scenes doing Excel spreadsheets. That's who she is. And again, I'm just using us as a paradigm. It's not the paradigm. I'm not saying it's the relationship that you should have, but Finding balance, instead of trying to date the female version of myself, led me to an easy, smooth courtship where I made all the plans and paid for everything. And she just said yes every time I reached out to her and it was fun and it flowed, never stopped flowing. We were together for 15 years, married two kids, genuinely happy, genuinely easy relationship. But over time, I had to evolve. And this is the thing I've never said on a podcast before. Um, about the truth of a relationship and what it takes to be successful. You'd like to think it's going to be the exact same way it was when you were dating. But marriage and kids brings out a different dynamic. And at a certain point in my relationship, probably right after we had kids, I realized that to be a good husband, I couldn't take control as much. I couldn't be in my masculine as much, even though that's my default setting is to be the guy who takes control and makes decisions. Why? Because. My wife is 50% of the equation, and now we're doing this sort of division of duties, right? I'm in control of the business and the finances. Her job is to control the house stuff, the kids, everything that's swirling around outside evanmarkkatz.com. So if I want to make a plan and be a leader, I can't do it. I have to go through her to find out if there is a baseball practice, if there is a birthday party, if she's taking a weekend away with her girlfriend. everything flows through her she's the president of this house and that's not emasculating to me she's that's that's the the deal that we struck so any decision i make goes through her and what does this mean for our masculine feminine dynamic right if we were 70 30 when we were first dating it means that to be a good husband i have to do a lot more yes dear than i was used to or that i'm even entirely comfortable with why because happy wife happy life that's a real thing so to ensure that she's happy I have to flow through her and it means I take control less. So my masculine energy in our marriage has gone down to probably 50 percent and hers as a stay at home mom to take care of everything that is entailed in this household has gone up. It's gone up because she's got so much more responsibility than she had when she was just the girlfriend who would say yes when I would make plans for uh, dinner vacations or whatever. and so she's dealing with permission slips and contractors and food shopping and laundry and our social calendar and kids lunches and no wonder she needs someone to say yes and say how are you feeling dear what could i do for you dear we have a division of duties that works well for us And it required a different calculus in our relationship than the one that we had when we were dating. Again, there's a reason I'm sharing this with you. It's not just self indulgence There's absolutely a point. Because my loyalty in giving advice to you is not about ego or looking good. It's about what works. It's all that matters. And good advice or advice that sounds good or feels good that doesn't actually work in real life is useless. So this is how healthy marriages work. So if you're an alpha female, And you pine for some guy to just take control and be the man, just recognize that you may never be happy in letting a guy have that much control. It sounds nice in theory. In practice, you'd like to have a say in how things go. And that super alpha male, who you admire and are attracted to, who does take control, is probably not going to let you have as much control. That's not who he is. He's the sun. He thinks you're a planet revolving around him, not vice versa. So you've dated that guy, you know what that's like. You ask him to accommodate you and he tells you that you're not the boss of him. You offer him constructive criticism and he explodes in rage or he dumps you. So the secret to finding love, not so secret, is about finding a formula that works for both of you in the long run. And that doesn't always look the way you think it's going to look because what you're attracted to and what's good for you are not exactly the same things. So two super passive people. I've got clients who are in that in that mode. They're both in their feminine energy. She's waiting for him to make a move. He's waiting for her to make a move. She's waiting for him to ask her out. He's waiting for her to ask out. That's not a good dynamic. I don't recommend that. But similarly, if that's not a good dynamic, do you think two type A's where everybody thinks their opinion is the most important and is more likely to try to explain themselves and try to convince the other person they're right instead of one person being easygoing and saying, hey, it's cool you when dating someone who's opinionated, difficult, busy, driven is a different sort of challenge. You have to recognize that you don't get the, the, for the most part, you don't get the, you know, tall, dark, handsome, rich, charismatic, brilliant, self-made millionaire without some of these things coming along with it. So what we're talking about is finding a relationship that might be a little more 50-50. A lot of people strive for that, but don't know what it looks like. Right? But to be 50-50, that is on you. Right. In my relationship, my wife naturally had to come up to 50% masculine energy, right? but I had to consciously come down to meet her there in order to be a supportive partner. Why? Because I listen to women for a living. I can't continue to be the guy I was when I was single. It's a different dynamic. Right. So if I need to tone down some of my type A alpha stuff within a relationship to accommodate a partner, wouldn't it stand to reason that you might have to as well? Tone down some of your control issues, some of your critical issues right? more to get better at accepting him as he is right? and choosing a guy who is naturally more sensitive to your needs, more accommodating than perhaps the typical alpha guy that you are attracted to. If you, like me, can choose an easier partner and sand down some of your personal rough edges and say a little more yes dear to your guy, you can have a marriage that is really fun, really easy, really durable, and is going to last, which is what's going to distinguish you from all of your friends who aimed for the shiniest guy and discovered that the shiniest guy in the world rarely makes for the best possible husband. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.